This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. We're live, we're ready. Go. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live from AMI headquarters in the center of it all. Holy moly. This. The most genius, unbelievable. Is. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic in history. A neutral zone. It's Welcome to yet another edition of The Neutral Zone. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett Wills and Cam Jenkins. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing very well. Uh, Happy three years uh, to The Neutral Zone. Yes. Happy three years to you guys as well. How are you doing, Brett? I'm doing well, Brock. I'm, uh, I'm back in the big smoke after a few days away up north. Um... We uh, were able to uh, purchase a cottage at the end of March, and uh, so uh, I've been spending a little bit of time up there. Always fun, always fun at the cottage. I remember my parents used to go to the cottage when uh, when I'd go to Easter Seals Camp, so it wasn't exactly accessible, but my cottage was Easter Seals Camp, so I love the, the summer days, certainly. Cam, you mentioned uh, three years on the neutral zone, and uh, one of my most favorite memories actually relates to today's guest. Is uh, We're going to have John Shannon, speaking of that guest, and he joined us on our first Saturday episode, and uh, Brett was asking him a question about Kevin Sheveldayoff, who's the GM of the uh, Winnipeg Jets, and instead of saying "shovel day off," Brett said "shovel day." Well, in turn, well, in turn, John Shannon said, "If you remember shovel day, you must be quote old." And I remember the visual of Brett backing away from the table, being completely mortified. So I reminded him before the show: if you're going to refer to Kevin Shovel Day off, make sure that you get his last name correct. Otherwise, John Shannon will refer to you as, quote, old. Brett, what say you about that memory? Uh, I remember it clearly, even though I'm, quote, old. And um, that's okay. I don't mind being called old by someone as astute as Mr. John Shannon. Yeah, it was it was literally one of my all-time favorite memories that I will never forget. And Jeff Ryman was the technician in the Saturday edition, and he just about died in the control room. So it was uh, it was really good. So I thought I'd bring John Shannon back to see if you could redeem yourself with Mr. Shannon. Cameron, out of interest, what might be one of your favorite memories of the three years of the show? Oh, gosh, there's been quite a few. Uh, there was one time that uh, you and I uh, had quite the lively uh, debates about uh, the Skydome, I believe it was, or Rogers Center, and talking baseball and talking about the um, salary cap. So I kind of remember that. Uh, that was quite good. And then there was another time, I can't remember what the topic was, but I just remember laughing so hard and I couldn't really stop laughing. I don't know if you boys kind of remember that time. There's been so many, but I just remember yeah. one time I was crying so hard. And, yeah, I just couldn't – I can't remember what that was specifically, but I, I remember the moment and just laughing so hard. 
Yeah, we've definitely had some uh, good times here on the Neutral Zone. And today is our last half an hour edition of the Neutral Zone. Next week, June 19th, we will be going to one hour programming from four to five. So next week, we're going to have two guests on joining us. Um, one is uh, the Cruisers Sports um, uh, Director of Hockey, Ken Hall. And we're going to have a para-athlete joining us. I'm going to leave that uh, there because he's a pretty high-profile athlete. So we're going to leave that as kind of a surprise until that comes on social media this week. But lots of good so, things coming up. So sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. I know we got to come out of this segment, but uh, you're keeping it secret because your high-profile athlete is none other than me. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. We're going to interview you as the uh, high. No, no, no. We we have another one. Uh, oh, it's always high profile. Brett. Come on. <laughs> uh, yes. That some things will just never change here on the neutral zone. And that is perfectly fine. Coming up, the aforementioned John Shannon here to talk to us all things NHL right after the break here on the neutral zone on AMI audio and voices for ability. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone here on AMI-audio and Voices for Ability. If you want to get a hold of us, lots of ways to do so. One of them is our phone line, 1-866-509-4545. If you do go that route, uh, do leave us permission to play your message on air, and we'd be happy to do so. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of flip-flopping of our segments. I know I previewed John Shannon, but we're we're having trouble connecting with him, so we're going to flip our segments. Roger Goodell made quite the profound statement uh, after we were on the air regarding the Black Lives Matter uh, movement that occurred since George Floyd's death. So we're going to listen to what he had to say and then talk about it. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. So let me, before I get to the guys, let me preface that by saying the NFL uh, made that statement after the death of George Floyd, as I mentioned. But in addition, they also made uh, the statement because some of their players came out and said, this is what we need to hear from the National Football League, starting with we, the National Football League, were wrong. Brett, thoughts from you uh, on what you heard, and then we'll get into more detail on what's next. Listen, I really hope that he was honest and sincere, but 
the whole statement sounded very manufactured and it it just it didn't sound like it was coming from the heart which I, which again i hope it did um it it uh there's a way of uh, of conveying an honest and sincere apology that comes straight from the heart. And I think that the NFL and Roger Goodell missed the mark this time. Kim? Yeah, I somewhat agree with Brett when it comes to that. I think that that apology... Um, you know, it was full of holes. Um, it's a bunch of lawyers at the end of the day talking, and they're uh, very careful not to say Colin Kaepernick because if they were to say, you know, apologize to Colin Kaepernick, who they should be apologizing for, for you know, because he was the one to start kneeling, he should be apologized too, but that's never, ever going to happen because the lawsuits that would happen if they ever mentioned his name uh, would be astronomical towards Kaepernick. And I just think that it is, you know, a lot of nothing at this point in time. The only thing that's going to impress me are actions. So in that vein of, of Colin Kaepernick, what would be the right thing? The thing that comes to my mind, Cam, is giving the guy his job back because now you're suggesting that, you know, um, you, you were wrong. And obviously he was the quote unquote leader of this movement, giving his job back. Is that the route or do we just kind of leave it and push it under the rug and hope that it goes away? No, I think with Colin Kaepernick, they either, hopefully he either gets a, a starting QB job if that's what he wants uh, to do, or they make him some sort of president or vice president of uh, inclusion and diversity for the National Football League. And then he can go around the states and kind of um, present about the diversion and inclusivity and getting that message out to uh, the world and to the states. So I think that you know, it would be good on the NFL part if not necessarily as a QB, but if they had him as some sort of a director of uh, inclusion, um, I think that would be the way to go for the NFL to start to show some actionable, um, you know, start to show some action towards making the NFL uh, more, you know, diverse. Can you... Brett, can you really trust Roger Goodell? I mean, I know you said, I hope. What do you guys think? But can you really trust him? Can you trust Roger Goodell? Uh, I haven't liked Roger Goodell since the moment he became the commissioner of the NFL. I don't trust him any further than I can throw him in. I probably couldn't throw him very far at all. Right. I, I just think that I agree with you, Cam, to be honest. I think that. Colin Kaepernick needs to be involved in the NFL in in some way, whether it's a quarterback or not. I I just don't know if the apology is the right way because the lawsuits that would come out would be unbelievable. But, uh, you know, it remains to be seen what happens with uh, this situation. And like you guys said from the beginning, I really hope it's sincere, but I I kind of have trouble... um, believing in what he's saying because of past actions. I mean, he was the the ringleader in getting Colin Kaepernick uh, thrown from the league. And so for me, I think 
although I hope it's serious, I'm not so sure it is. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to uh, continue the sports chat on the other side of the break. Stay with us here on The Neutral Zone on AMI-audio and Voices for Ability. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone here on AMI Audio and Voices for Ability. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett Wills and Cam Jenkins. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, I am at Neutral Zone BR. Cam is at Neutral Zone Cam J, and Brett is at Neutral Zone Brett. Guys, um, I uh, wanted to give a little bit more time on this segment just in case we got a hold of John Shannon, but we have been unable to do so at this point. So, uh, but I wanted to kind of put a wrap on the Roger Goodell um, thoughts. Is there anything more that either of you want to say on the Roger Goodell situation? Brett, start with you. Hey, listen, if Roger Goodell doesn't want to give Colin Kaepernick an opportunity to play again in the NFL, I have at least two spots in the CFL where he would be more than welcome. One is the starting quarterback for the Toronto Argos, and one is the backup quarterback for the Toronto Argos. So maybe he would get a be- get better treatment up here north of the border. Cam, thoughts? Yeah, if he wants to come up to the CFL and uh, give it a shot, I think that would be great for the uh, league, especially if he, uh, you know, um, goes with that, route of being um, very diverse and helping uh, the inclusion and helping the Black Lives Matter uh, movement to educate us on um, everything to do with that. So, yeah, if he comes up to the CFL, I think that'd be great, but I just don't see that happening. Could you imagine, guys, if the Toronto Argonauts could sign someone like Colin Kaepernick and then... The the gates, I would hope, would be uh, flooded, and I want nothing more than to see uh, the Toronto Argonauts' attendance jump, uh, certainly, obviously, when this pandemic is over. But, uh, yeah, it would just be amazing, wouldn't it, Brett, if we could, if we could see uh, stands be full again. You see, they've, they've tried in the history, since I've been alive in their history, to bring big names north of the border. The last one was Ricky Williams, but the one before that was Rocket Ishmael, who has had signed the largest contract in CFL history, even to this date. Uh, and back then, in the early 90s, they were getting almost sellouts at Skydome Rogers Center. So uh, it would be great for the CFL. It would be re- tremendous for the Toronto Argonauts. And hopefully it's a decent marketing ploy if and when it happens. Yeah, it would be amazing. But, of course, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. Uh, Guys, lots of sports are going to be returning uh, in the coming months. Uh, That, of course, being the NHL, NBA. They kind of are opening training camps, and you're seeing things happen. Out of all sports to return, Cam, which one are you most looking forward to and why? 
I think I'm looking forward to the NBA coming back. Um, just because of the teams that they're going to have there, the tournament, the way it's set up. Uh, I just think that's going to be the most enjoyable. And being at Disney World, um, I know that they're going to be at the Disney Sportsplex or whatever they call it. Um, but imagine seeing that final game, uh, a court constructed right in front of the Magic Kingdom and being televised there. I just think that would be a rating smash. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brett, what about you? Sports looking forward to coming back? Yeah, I agree with Cam. I'm uh, I'm uh, not the biggest basketball fan. We've gone over this in that last number of years. So was super excited for the Raptors last year with the NBA Finals. But uh, I think that the NBA is the only sport right now that actually has their act together with the format uh, that they truly want. Truly the, the sport that... It seemed to be the leader in this uh, in this group of uh, right from the outset was the NBA. Uh, can someone explain to me, Cam? I'll ask you this one: Why are the Toronto Raptors uh, so low favorited to win the NBA championship again? But yet, I'm hearing all these experts say they can compete for the NBA championship yet again when this thing returns. Yeah, I think they definitely got a shot at it. Um, I And I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but I know I hear some experts talking about how their schedule isn't really um, favor uh, to them as far as winning the NBA championships. And, you know, when you're going against the Lakers, um, you know, they're like one of the top teams and uh, you have the Bucks and, you know, a couple other teams in there as well. Um, you know, it's going to be hard, but I certainly think that they can do it at the end of the day because they showed that they could um, last year. And I think that with another year experience, um, as well as having Pascal Siakam, uh, Spicy P, I think he's going to grow by leaps and bounds the uh, these playoffs as well. So, yeah, I think they've got a great shot at uh, winning the championship again. How much is the layoff, Brett, going to affect someone like uh, Mark Gasol you being of his age? Uh, do you think he uh, he's going to do uh, good things or do you think his age is going to catch up to him? No, I could only assume that the layoff is going to do wonders for him. And I mean, I, I don't want to make any predictions, but uh, if he comes out and it's. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, neither, neither would I, to be honest with you. I think that the Toronto Raptors really have a great opportunity in front of them again. And for me, I'd like nothing more than to see, um, you know, them them do what they did last year. And again, as some experts have said, they have the opportunity to say, look, we're still here and life can be uh, can be can be good still. What is wrong with the uh, Major League Baseball? Why are they seemingly the only league to not be able to say, this is what we're going to do? Why is this such a problem, Brett? I think you've got a conflict between Major League Baseball and the PA, which is obvious, and uh, the powers that that be, like um, Rob Manfred. uh, He seemed to be a good guy coming in. And uh, now uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not so sure if uh, he's the right guy for the job. 
But saying that, there's an awful lot of selfish baseball players out there. Um, and the, the fact that you've got the most, most ruthless um, player agent in sports that that just covets uh, ML, or baseball players uh, through the teeth, it, it's, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Cam, any thoughts on why the Major League Baseball is having such a such a struggle? Well, it comes down to the owners against the players, and they're not getting along. Um, I know that they have their um, agreement, CBA, coming up. I think it's next year. Um, so at this point in time, they're saber-rattling. Um, and it's it's a shame because you hear certain players that they want to um, get paid in full, um, even if they're only going to play half the games. Um, and only, you know, and if there's no uh, fans in the stadium, how can they expect to get paid the same amount for their contracts? Like, I just don't think that's reasonable at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of saber-rattling going on. It has to do with the CBA coming up and their posturing at the end of the day. And, um, you know, the owners, they can just shut the season down if they choose to. And then if that happens, the players, I don't think, are going to get paid anything at all. No, and it's it's kind of one of those things where, in my mind, you're going to get paid uh, something, obviously. Now, there are... Some people that have said, well, 50% of my salary plus then taxes, I, I, I can't really make that work. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, I think if you want to come back, you've got to come back and meet in the middle somewhere. And it seems that all the other leagues can uh, have this uh, sorted out in Major League Baseball since the strike really has had this struggles of just meeting in the middle uh, quickly around the table, with no fans uh, returning is seemingly in any sport, what is the most likely sport to succeed and most likely sport not to succeed as far as the ambiance of the game itself? Brett, go first on this one. Major League Soccer is going to succeed, and unfortunately, Major League Baseball will not. Cam? Uh, you know what? I'm going to agree with the Major League Soccer because of the social distancing that they do. Um, and I'm going to go for hockey because I uh, saw today where somebody tested positive for COVID. So I'm going to say uh, hockey is probably going to be the one to fill. My two answers would be basketball and hockey. I think those are two sports that will will um, will succeed. The one that I don't think will I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I think there's going to be ways that all sports will succeed. It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward uh, in the coming weeks as things become more clear. That is the end of our final half an hour edition of The Neutral Zone. Tune in next week for our first one hour edition and have a great weekend. And I'd like to thank Cam Jenkins. Brett Wills. I'd also like to thank our technician, Matt Agnew. Our technical supervisor is Paula Deneen, and our manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.
This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.